welcome to the Weather Channel podcast. I'm Linda Lamb, a meteorologist here at weather.com. And today I'm joined by Jonathan Bellis, one of my colleagues here at weather.com, a brilliant meteorologist. And we're here to discuss the next round of severe weather. Yes, it's another weekend and many of the same areas that experienced uh, devastating severe weather just last weekend, not even a week ago, is under the gun again this weekend. So we're going to dive into the forecast to let you know what you can expect and we'll touch upon how this might compare to last weekend's as well. So I'll get right to it. Jonathan, thank you for joining today. Yeah, of Uh, course. So uh, this weekend, another another similar system, but there are some important differences. Uh, what are you looking at as far as uh, concerns for this upcoming round of severe weather? Well, I think this setup is so similar to last week. So I think the concern is how bad is it going to get? Are we going to get another 100 tornadoes this weekend? Right, right. And I think uh, this weekend is different in several key ways. Uh, first, we had a lot of the most perfect ingredients last week. I think some of those this week aren't going to be as perfect. And that's a key, Agreed. key difference. Yes. yes. Um, uh, for one, I think this is going to be more wind than tornadoes this time. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have uh, 48 hours to look at the models <laughs> to see how that'll change. But uh, I think that that's one key difference that needs to be made. Yes, no, I agree. Fortunately, this this system doesn't seem to be quite as potent with some of the ingredients. So um, to me, it doesn't look like we're going to be seeing an outbreak of tornadoes, uh, uh, like 100 plus tornadoes like we did uh, last Sunday and Monday, which is such a good thing. But I think you're right. I think the damaging wind uh, will likely be a very serious concern uh, this weekend, com- maybe even com- more so compared to last weekend. But as you mentioned, we're still 48 hours out and so much can change in severe weather forecasting um, as we head up to the event. Yeah, the other thing that I'd mention is that although the, the track of this system is almost exactly the same as last time, we don't have uh, an extra injection of energy. Last weekend, we were watching a little injection of energy come across the Rockies and really power this thing up uh, on Easter Sunday. And we started getting tornadoes all the way back in Texas. Right. Uh, This time we don't have that. And actually the system that's coming out of California is actually a little weaker too, which helps. It definitely does. Um, But given the time of year, we'll still have plenty of moisture available. There will be uh, instability available as well with this system. So not one to just dismiss because it isn't as powerful a system as last weekend. Uh, So let's take a close look at the forecast. The outlook for Sunday, currently from the Storm Prediction Center, uh, we do have a risk of a slight risk area as well as an enhanced risk area. And these are basically different levels of concern uh, that have in part have to do with the confidence level um, and an enhanced risk area um, for a day three forecast being that this would be for Sunday um, is concerning. Um, this could potentially be upgraded um, to the next category, which would be moderate. That are, we'll, we'll see what happens as we get closer to the event with uh, the details in the forecast. Uh, but we're once again looking at a very similar area. Um, we're looking at areas from eastern Texas across uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and into South Carolina. But it is a, a slightly different area um, compared to last weekend. Well, keep in mind, though, that when we first started looking a couple of days out, that this is pretty similar to what we were actually looking at last time. <laughs> Almost um, like a copy-paste. <laughs> yeah, and then slowly that began to ratchet farther north. But 
Um, the forecast panned out very well last time. Uh, this doesn't appear that that low is starting to migrate north, um, but we'll see. Yeah. So like, as you mentioned, it did a, a stretch a little bit farther north. And as you can see, uh, we did have a large area of reports that stretched uh, in from into Arkansas. Those were mainly wind reports um, and into even as far north as North Carolina, Virginia, even a couple in Maryland as we headed into Monday. Um, but so we did have a good swath across the south. But with this outlook, Currently, it is uh, more kind of towards south of Interstate 20. Uh, so you're looking a little bit farther south into southern Mississippi, southern Alabama, southern Georgia to the northern Gulf Coast. So those are areas that we're uh, particularly concerned with at this point. Um, but it could we could see changes to this as we head closer to the event on Sunday, as we will see several updates between now and then. Yeah, one other change that's different this time around is the end of the track on the low. Um, if you're watching from the Mid-Atlantic, you might be thinking, us again? Uh, <laughs> this time, this low looks like it's going to scoot off the Carolina coast uh, by early Monday morning. So we're not expecting uh, any sort of severe weather farther north. Yes, which is, it's a good thing we'll be able to say goodbye to this system in a shorter period of time than we did with the last system. So that is great news as well. Um, so let's just take a look um, as far as uh, timing. Um, we will. What do you? What have you been watching as far as uh, your timing concerns? Uh, One thing that caught my eye a little while ago is that uh, we'll start almost copy paste timing wise compared to last week uh, by starting uh, probably early Sunday morning uh, in Texas and Louisiana, and then scooting off towards the east. The thing that caught my eye was that, uh, like last time, we saw an uptick during the afternoon and evening hours over parts of Alabama uh, and Georgia. And that seems to be the same case this go around. Exactly. So um, we will see, and we'll see an interesting situation once again, where we will see uh, rain uh, heading into uh earlier in the day. So that's not the main system, similar to what we saw last time. Do you have any concerns on the rain earlier in the day, perhaps limiting the severe threat? Uh, it's possible. Um, like last time we had the warm front come up from the Gulf Coast and into the Southern Appalachians, and it kind of mucked things up somewhat. Uh, but the dynamics were able to overcome that. This time around, there may actually be a flood concern uh, in parts of Mississippi, Alabama, and central Georgia. Um, that warm front is still expected to come up, but it seems like it's going to track east more than north this time around, meaning that we'll get the warm front, and then we'll also get the main line of whatever storms we get during the afternoon and evening hours, double dose leading up to possible flood concerns during the second round. Exactly. So as we take a look here at the timing, we will see storms uh, fire up early on Sunday. So we will see a few storms on Sunday morning. Uh, those will track uh, eastward as we head into the afternoon hours. Um, and then we'll likely see more of that cluster of thunderstorms as we head later Sunday um, and into uh, Sunday night. Do you have any concerns um, in particular for areas uh, as we're watching Sunday night into early Monday, Jonathan? Or One other difference here is that I think we're going to have, and I think you hit on it, this will be more of a cluster of thunderstorms yes. compared to some broken up lines late in the day. 
Um, we'll see. We'll have to see again. We've got 48 hours to watch this, but uh, how much becomes more supercellular or broken up during the late day, which is when we see peak heating, uh, which the heating right. breaks up those thunderstorms. Uh, but that's possible, say, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, later in the day. Exactly. So those will, will be areas to watch, uh, you know, because we will see different modes of severe um, with depending on if you do see more of supercells or if you do see more of a cluster of thunderstorms. So uh, that will be something uh, to watch closely. And that, you know, is hard to predict 48 hours out, never mind, you know, uh, 24 to 12 hours out. So that's something to definitely pay attention and keep in the back of your mind. Um, The other thing, we do have a number of these areas uh, that have already seen, um, a num- severe weather just last weekend. Um, so we had uh, that whole area stretching from Texas across Mississippi, where we saw that um, more than two mile wide tornado. Do you have any concerns about how people might be um, receiving the severe weather forecasts? Um, like, for example, I'm, I think some areas, if you were particularly hard hit, you might be overly anxious uh, with this system to, uh, that you will find, uh, compared, compared to last weekend because you were just hit. So you might, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people will be a little bit more worried, um, and have that anxiety level higher compared, but I'm also w- wondering if those that maybe didn't have it that bad in some areas, um, if they will more of dismiss that threat. Sure. I, I, to your first point there, the storm anxiety after getting here the first time, uh, I definitely think that's uh, a possibility, uh, if not a likelihood. Um, we've seen that in several other large tornadoes over the last decade, um, where people are more parano- paranoid uh, going into a, in a second outbreak. Because a lot of times exactly. these storm systems roll across the same area a couple of times before the, right. the pattern changes. Um, and, and this is peak time of year for tornadoes in Dixie Alley. So this is absolutely. not ex- really unusual to see yeah. multiple severe risks. Yep. My hope is given, you know, the uh, pandemic that people that got hit the first time now have a, a better plan in place for sheltering. Yeah. Uh, because the first time there was a lot of talk about, are we going to be allowed to go to our shelter mm-hmm. um, because of social distancing and that sort of thing. I'm hoping now this time around, we may have a better plan in place. That's a very good point. Um, and we, we do want to emphasize that you do need to make sure your shelters are open um, and you know where to go ahead of time. Don't wait until you're e- under a tornado warning and you really need to have that plan in place, I would say today or tomorrow to, to know what's available for you when you are put under a tornado watch. Yeah, and that may happen as soon as Sunday morning. So have that plan in right. place early. Uh, and I know some people uh, in the last round were in their storm shelters all day. And yeah, so yeah. maybe a, a decent plan to have uh, get stocked up today if you can. I'm not saying rush out to the store and buy everything, but <laughs> um, but uh, have at least some stock in your storm shelter or wherever you're planning to go. The other point I'd make is that a lot of people in this stretch from I-10 to I-20 are living in mobile homes. Mm-hmm. Um, you should not stay in those mobile homes, perhaps on Sunday, uh, go over to a friend's house and watch, uh, your favorite TV show six feet away from them. But, right. um, 
Yeah, exactly. You have to be smart. And that's one of the things that's always worrisome when uh, you're, when you know that this could be a significant severe weather situation. I mean, even though we're not looking at, um, um, you know, the, our tornado outbreak to the extent that we had last week, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take it more seriously. So I definitely do wonder if some people will uh, be able to, to, have that plan in place and to exercise it as needed um, or whether, you know, it's, it's always one of those questions and granted, you know, as at this point, you know, you don't get too worried. It's more of a, you know, keep in the back of your mind, check back for forecast details, but hopefully we won't see um, the, you know, powerful, like the EF4, the, you know, the two mile wide tornadoes. Um, but you know, that remains to be seen. So you always just have to give as much information and hope people are able to uh, act upon it. Yeah. Check in at weather.com throughout the weekend um, because the forecast probably will change. Uh, We'll start to nail down the nitty gritty details of the next day or so. Um, And the other piece I do want to mention is we do have that risk of, since we will have heavy rain potential earlier in the day, we also do have that risk of flooding. Um, and a lot of these areas have seen um, recent rainfall amounts that are uh, were pretty heavy over the past last week. Unfortunately, we've had a couple of days to dry out, but uh, NOAA's Weather Prediction Center has highlighted an area in parts of central Alabama and two portions of Georgia having a moderate risk of excessive rainfall for Sunday. So that's not uh, that's something to keep in the back of your mind as well. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it before, the warm front coming through will just get added to the rainfall. Uh, It looks like several inches in these spots that got doused pretty good last week. Um, And in a short period of time, too. It's not like you're going to see, you know, that over several days. Right. This will be, it might be a one-two punch, but it'll all be in the same day. Um, So it'll come down. uh, And there are some flood concerns, places like Atlanta, Macon, Birmingham, Montgomery. Exactly. My one hope is that since more people aren't traveling, uh, given given the coronavirus, that hope we won't see as many uh, issues with cars, since that is typically where we see the most uh, rescues needed, deaths that along those lines. So that is one plus is that hopefully more people will be staying home, won't be venturing out into perhaps water that could be dangerous. So Hopefully that, that will be a lesser threat, but definitely something to still keep in mind, especially if you're in a flood prone area. Absolutely. I think the key is to have a plan um, and be in your shelter early, especially in those places that may be flooded early. Uh, you may want to drive to the nearest community shelter and get to a flooded roadway. Um, you may want to have an extra plan B as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, any other piece of it is pieces of advice or anything else you're concerned about or looking at with this uh, potential outbreak? I'll throw out that uh, you should have multiple ways of getting warnings uh, this weekend. We know that during this last round, some places, specifically uh, Southern Mississippi, got hit twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose power or internet or whatever during the first round. What do you do in the second round to get warnings? Exactly. Um, or no cell towers radio. can be damaged. Yep. So yep. absolutely. So have a couple different ways that will not only alert you, but wake you up, especially farther east in that area, because uh, that'll happen overnight. 
That's right. As you head towards Georgia and the Carolinas, you definitely still want to be whether wear when you head to bed on uh, Sunday night once again. So hopefully, uh, what if it worked for you last weekend? You need to have similar plans in place. And if your plan didn't go exactly as you had hoped, then hopefully uh, you have time to maybe make a plan B, as uh, Jonathan mentioned. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Jonathan. And. Sure. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, this uh, will help uh, people plan for the upcoming uh, severe weather as we head towards the weekend once again. And we are just heading into severe season, so uh, we likely will have more rounds as we're actually watching another area just later next week. So definitely time to uh, stay weather aware. 